here at Cannes, we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue. For people who are interested in our previous shows, you can find our free archives at Spreaker.com, at the Cannes Project podcast on Spreaker.com. Are you an artist or creator with a social conscience? Do you have an inspiring story or material to share that's helpful to people? Are you an expert on culture, arts, nature, or wellness? If this sounds like you or someone you know, we'd love to hear from you at Can Projects, where we advocate that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and environment. Our talk show Can Projects podcast reaches 20 plus online platforms and features insightful, inspiring, and expert guests. You can check out the show on our free archives on Spreaker.com and YouTube. We'd love to hear from you, so please feel very welcome to email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com. Help each other. Help us all. Very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And we focus on an inclusive op- and open dialogue. I'm your co-host, Chris Sneed, and we have a great show lined up for you about MECFS. Yeah, that's right. And I'm your other co-host, Shane McKay. And we've a great, as Chris said, great guest in with us today, a lovely person who's been a great friend to me and Chris through the pandemic, Sarah Ward, who is an author. And also, like myself, a patient of MECFS, and uh, she's written a book that we're going to talk a little bit about. And we're also going to have Sarah back in May for ME Awareness Month, so you you can look forward to that. We're going to talk a bit about that. It's fatigue, Sarah Ward, uh, one one woman's recipe for living with ME, chronic fatigue, and improving quality of life. And you can get that uh, the best place at the moment thebookdepository.com and uh, right now if you want a if you want a hard copy that's a great place to go to go and get that or it's also available on Amazon which is on the screen there now and you can get that on Kindle and we're going to ask Sarah a little bit more about that before we get into the whole thing but like we said we're going to be talking about MECFS and a little bit about long covid and I suppose um, a bit about our own experience, my experiences and, and, and uh, uh, Sarah's experiences with that. And Chris will be able to chime in a bit as well because he's helped me over the years a lot uh, dealing with symptoms yeah. and things like that. And he's also worked as a holistic therapist, so he's well in tune with the whole subject. And we've also covered MECFS before in previous show. I highly recommend you go and check that out on our podcast channel over there on Spreaker.com. That's uh, S P. E A S P R E A K E R. Thank you. Dot com. And it's the Cam Projects podcast. And right now, we're going to bring Sarah in. So uh, if I can do that. There you go. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Hi. How are you doing? You're very I'm welcome. Good. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here. You're, you're more than welcome, Sarah. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. So how are you? Not too bad now. Not too bad. Good. All good. 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 
And I always like to ask Chris as well, how are you doing, Chris? I'm grand. I'm a little bit tired and gruff this morning, but that's just because, you know, didn't get a great night's sleep. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. Good. I might yawn like a grizzly bear. Oh, I'll, I, I'll be there beside you. I've, I have to apologise, first of all, if I yawn, because it's just what I do all the time. <laughs> oh, God. And we're going to get into all of that. We're going to be talking about symptoms. And I'm just going to pull up my notes here and make sure I have everything. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be covering lots of stuff. Um, but again, Sarah, just just quickly to ask you about the book um, before we get into that. We're going to do we're going to get into the, the book in more detail. But uh, how, how's the book going for you, Sarah? Yeah, it's going great. I mean, I've heard great um, feed. I've had great feedback. And also not only from people with ME, but people with um, just regular people trying not to burn out, uh, you know, and trying to manage their life and find a better balance and improve their quality of life as well. Uh, I think that, um, you know, carers, it helps them, you know, if you've, you've a spouse or a mother or father who's looking after you or a sister or brother, it basically helps them to understand the condition a little bit more as well and gives them tools of what to do to help yourself and improve the quality, your quality of life. So um, there's a lot of, of areas with this condition that you can actually help yourself with. And it's very important that you do because um, it's invaluable. It's invaluable. Um, the doctors can only do so much, you know, so it's important to help yourself. So it's, it's yeah. that's why I wrote the book so that it would be of help to, to people with this condition. Yeah, and I think, like you said, Sarah, that's a great point that it, it is also very useful to carers or absolutely people, yeah. people even, you know, that might have to have people in their family or friends that uh, have even fatigue or if they're burnt out. Because uh, like MECFS, um, although we know a lot about it, there's a lot we don't know about it and it's still a little bit of a mystery to it. So having a resource like this is absolutely fabulous and I highly encourage people to check this out. If you're on Kindle, Sarah, uh, what's the story with that on Amazon? <laughs> On Kindle, you you could just go into Amazon and put in Sarah Ward, W-A-R-D-E, and fatigue, and it pops up, and uh, you basically just you can get it in two minutes. Literally, it's the click of a click of a, a button. Um, it's free on K Kindle Unlimited, and otherwise, it's uh, seven or eight euros depending on wh where in the world you are. Um, but yeah, it's proved a huge success with with people. I mean, I, I it just brings me such joy to 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 hear people say that you know, the woman lady there last week said it was a lifesaver that it it gave her a, a help in different areas that she couldn't talk to people about, like you know, um, and 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 that's a joy. That's why I wrote it, you know, to to help people because you couldn't say everything that's in the book, obviously, every time, and that's why you know you being there, people would ask you questions and stuff. So I decided to put like everything into a book where you can have different aspects of your life, whether it be um, communicating with people, uh, self-help, um, you know, having boundaries, a whole lot of different areas and how you can help yourself to kind of just, you know, tweak things a little bit so that you can make life easier for yourself and, and, and then have, um, you know, 
a better quality of life is is the main objective. Yeah. Yeah, and we could all do with a bit of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So again, just to remind you guys, we will be getting a lot more into the book. I want. We're we're we 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 have some stuff we'd like to talk about, and I'd love to, like Sarah said, there's lots and lots of stuff there. I'd love to go through that whole list of 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 what's in the book there, but I won't yeah. do it right now. But I will say again. Look forward to that in uh, May for Emmy Awareness Month, and we'll 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 get into the book a lot more uh, then. So, sir, I'd 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 to 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 get the ball rolling. I'd I'd, I'd really like. I think it'd be good, useful for the audience to understand a bit about your your story with Emmy, and I'd like to ask you, like, what happened for you when when you first became ill? Yeah, I was I was perfectly healthy before this. Um, two days before I got it, I had swam 50 lengths in a pool and walked out of the pool, not even a puff. I used to do it as a relaxation kind of thing because I'm always I used to always be in the water. I was kind of like a fish in water. So that's where I used to go after work to just just let everything go. Do you know, I'd be swimming along going, oh, this is wonderful. This is so freeing. And, you know, it was just like a, a relaxation therapy. And I just go up and down the pool for whatever length of time till I got to 50 and 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 basically that was the end of it. I uh, walked out and came home, not not a bother, felt great, felt uplifted and felt great and was able to give my my son and my husband the quality time that they, they deserved rather than coming home from work with all the work stuff in your head like. So basically then um, I went to work, it was about two days later I went to work and I was, I was doing something and I got a cough and the cough really now was severe. I'm not a one to go to the doctor normally. I'd kind of be, you know, I'd be grand, I'd be grand, but this was different. This ripped through the whole esophagus and and, and, the, and the, you know, chest and stuff. And I thought, I better get this looked at. So when I went to the doctor, they told me that um, I need to go on steroids and antibiotics, that I had quite a severe chest um, infection. Uh, even though I didn't feel too bad, like really, but he said, you know, you have to, you have to do that and take two weeks off. So I took the two weeks off and the, the cough kind of tickled on for the whole two weeks and, and stuff. And it basically, I went back to work after the two weeks because I'd taken all my stuff. I'd take my antibiotics and whatever, everything, but I'd taken it easy. But the minute I went back to work, everything escalated and I started coughing more f- f- furiously. Um, and uh, I ended up breaking a rib, collapsing and breaking a rib. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I brought into A&E and within 24 hours or so, I was diagnosed with full-blown pneumonia in both lungs and two broken ribs because the, the second one had broken at that stage because I was really coughing at that stage. They did, diagnosed me with asthma, which I'd never had. Um, and they said, listen, you need to go home now and take it easy. You've just had a very serious kind of situation with pneumonia and stuff and uh, just take it handy. And I thought, yeah, sure, whatever. But the minute I started moving again and trying to talk and stuff with people, I, I noticed I got fatigued very quickly. Um, and I literally couldn't talk after like five minutes. And I started to kind of, you know, feel very, very tired. So I thought, oh yeah, it's the pneumonia, whatever. So I went back to the specialist and he gave me whatever tablets um, to, you know, 
after the tablets he'd given me were gone, I'd gone back for the check up, he gave him more tablets. And I kept on asking him, like after a couple of weeks of going back to him, I kept on asking him, what about the fatigue? What's going on here? Like, and he said, oh, that's fine. Just go for a walk around the block. You're probably just a little bit down from being sick and stuff. So I did. And I ended up, I ended up worse. I ended up really, really bad um, and sick again and taking another antibiotic. Um, so basically it, it kind of went on like that, you know. Um, and then I got a rebound of the pneumonia six months later because I tried to go back to work. Um, and that was the finish of me, really. Okay. I was diagnosed then with the ME, um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. Yeah, and I was I was severely limited. Yeah, and we know now uh, that uh, it was a uh, P, uh, post myalgic exertion. Post exertion myalgia. PM PME. PM, PME. Yeah. So so we know now. Or PEM, that, sorry, PEM. It is PEM, is it? P-E-M. Post-exertion P-E-M. myalgia, my, that's the one. My, yeah. You get a little, yeah, fuck Yeah, well, we're going to yeah. get into symptoms. That's one of them, okay? Yeah, Brain fog, <laughs> stuttering words, <laughs> mixing <laughs> things back to forth. We do it all the time on here. Yeah. But, but the, the, the PEM is actually one of the main differences between the two methods that they use for up there, diagnosing Chris? chronic fatigue syndrome. Say that again, sorry. Chris? In one, in one, in one of them, um, it's it's like, man, am I? Can yeah, you, it's okay. It's no, ca- it caught internet's up. Go been ahead. a nuisance here. You're a grand. Um, PM we? post, yeah, post effort smelge. Um, it's actually the main defining characteristic, I think, between the two methods of diagnosing. It ME is, yeah, and yeah, and it's it's yeah. it's you literally it it hits you like a ton of bricks, and mm. it'll it'll be like if you exert yourself. Say, if I went for a, a walk around the block. Um, and it, if I did it for an hour, right, which I never do, obviously, because I can't. And if I went around the block for an hour, which I did when the doctor told me, I'll go out and get some fresh air. Um, the next day, I feel really, really unwell. And the following day, my whole system is crashed and I have, I have a chest infection again because mm. the whole immune system crashes and we, for this me. Is, this is something that we see happening again and again for ME patients. And I will say right now, we're going to get into a bit, also long COVID patients where they're being told yeah. by their family and in a lot of cases by doctors, just try and do a little bit more every day. Which yeah, is that's, which is yeah. which does not work if you've got if you've got post exertion myalgia, that's going to be counterproductive to your to your to well, your health and your recovering. You know exactly, and that's why they they updated the NICE guidelines. Uh, they yeah. removed the graded exercise therapy. Yeah. Um, and because it's detrimental to people with with ME, you have to listen to your body and you have to decide on the day. What am I able for? You know, what can I do? Am I able for a five minute walk? Am I able for a 10 minute walk? And and if you're not sure, just go for a five minute walk and you can go for another five minute walk later on. But it's very important that uh, people don't go out and do exercise if they're unwell, because you're supposed to feel better. Like before I got this, I could go to the pool, swim 50 lengths, walk out of the pool and feel exhilarated. I mean, I'd feel fantastic. Yeah, and, and Sarah, I know because like we're friends and we've spoken about all this stuff a lot that you were a very active person before you became ill. Oh, you did yeah. all kinds of stuff. 
I love the skiing. I love the hiking. I traveled, you know, I mean, I, 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 I just loved all that and that's all gone now. But I mean, you, you, you learn to just accept that, um, and, and live and do what you can do because of the fact that if you don't, you pay a heavy price. Yeah, this thing bites back hard. Yeah. And that's the thing about it is that like, um, like you're saying there about like, okay, maybe, maybe you could try five minutes on a day. But then like for me in, in, in my own thing and, and, and from what I've heard from a lot of other patients who've been living with ME for a long period of time is that you begin to recognize what your threshold is. You do. You don't always get, uh, well, for me, and it's very common with ME, you don't, your body doesn't tell you straight away you're doing too much. You find out the next day. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's and, why it's very, yeah. very important to pace. Yeah. Um. I, I. What I find is I do a little test in the mornings. Like if if I've had. A, Sorry, a, I should a, correct myself. You but, do feel tired, but you feel the brunt of it in the following period. So yeah, just to correct yeah. myself. Oh, on that yeah, point, you yeah. do. You go downhill, basically. So you go from feeling, you know, oh, I might have done a bit too much today, but sure, listen, hopefully I won't pay the price. And then the next day you kind of feel, oh, I'm tired. And then the next day you're like, OK, this is, <laughs> I'm paying it now. Like, yeah. but I mean, uh, <laughs> and that's the PEM, guys. That's what that's we're talking the PEM. about. Yeah, yeah that's mm. the post-exertion malaise. malaise. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that you have to pace. You have to pace yourself because the the the, the payback is awful, so, you know. And when I when I get up in the mornings, what I was going to say there is, I have a little uh, a warning sign, right? I, I you you have everybody has their different warning signs. My two warning signs are if I get up in the morning and I I just say A B C. If my voice is lower in 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 like deep, I know right. This is going to be a gentle day. Um, the other thing is if I'm yeah, going th up that's a great point Sarah like warning signs like I warning think signs, that's something yeah. for patients to look out for like I have my own warning signs that like for example I know when my knees start to get act up that's like yeah. okay slow down or if my lower back starts acting up or if the insomnia starts to get worked there's all these little things that you can kind of uh, you learn along the way um, yeah, and it helps yeah. you cope then and manage your symptoms yeah because if you're going up the stairs and you're finding you're struggling the last qu quarter of the the, the, the steps, uh, you know, your body can't, your body is, is, is fatigued, right? Um, so that for me is a warning sign. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So those things sure. are, guys, they're really important to look out for. So just for people who are tuning in and kind of wondering, what is this ME's thing they're talking about? We better actually just quickly <laughs> explain. Okay, so ME, also known as chronic fatigue, syndrome or CFS, it's a neurological condition that I can barely pronounce. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to I'm, I'm give this a go, okay? <laughs> do, I've got it here do. in front of me, okay? Uh, myalgic encephalomyelitis. Yeah, that, could, that was a good it? attempt. Yeah, that was, that was a good an attempt. okay no. attempt. I yeah, found yeah. a thing there recently how to um, say it phonetically, and I, I should have saved it because I, I, I was able to read it. But I, I tried saying it there on the air the other day, Chris, and I just... I know, yeah. Yeah, you have to really get your head around it before you actually say it because it is, it, it's, it's, it's like the condition. It's a complex word, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what I kind of find interesting is, is for me, it's like, it's more actually a description of a set of symptoms. Like, how does it break yeah. down, Chris? Actually, the uh, the uh, my like myalgic is kind of nerve pain sort of things. Nerve pain, and then I think the other part of the word kind of means is it everywhere? Is yeah. That, so it's joint and muscle pain, kind of. Not all yeah. the time, everywhere, but kind of. 
Yeah, yeah. Summer is fleeting, which makes right now the perfect time to experience the many wonders of Biltmore. There's so much to see, so much to do, and so many ways to save with online ticket discounts, overnight stay packages, and free admission for children nine and under. There's still time to make more summer memories. Plan your visit and save now at Biltmore.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. And I think that, that I know that when I go to my specialist, she says that, you know, like you can be walking along the road, even just for two or three minutes and your body just absolutely just goes in. You can't move. It's just the muscles and the spasms and everything. Yeah. You're basically lucky to get in the door. Like I know I went for, uh, there was a time there when I went for a walk just as far as the end of the road and back, which is only like, six maybe five minutes and coming back i just got to the corner and i went oh oh the 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 nerves and mm-hmm. and the muscles and everything just go into spasm and apparently uh people with me also have fibromyalgia and vice versa it just depends on which one is more dominant in me yeah. the me is more dominant than the fibromyalgia but i would have the i would have the fibromyalgia and therefore but it suffered from migraine, very severe migraines for about 15 years. Um, luckily now I did acupuncture for a year, so that that helped me out with that. But um, Yeah, I also found acupuncture quite useful, but it's very important you find the right practitioner that works absolutely. with you. I went to yeah. a wrong one and I, I, I was sick for about four weeks, really sick for four weeks and lost a stone and a half. Oh, jeepers. And was almost admitted into hospital only for I, I, I knew my body. And I knew that it wasn't depression. It was just the fatigue. And I, I begged for two more weeks. And I knew that, you know, because I could feel myself coming back. And I begged for two more weeks. And then I, I, was, I was fine. But Jesus, I tell you, if you overstimulate the body mentally or physically, you get the post-exertion molasses. And it's, it's savage-like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tough going. And um I lost my- and it makes life life very difficult and it can it can it's it does i mean i i through the years would have given up the drink um because of the fact that it would um cause me more fatigue and it would also wouldn't suit my system I well, had it's, a- it's, it's, <laughs> it, it is it's on a list here um that i have i'm going to get into a minute of different symptoms and alcohol sensitivity is one of those things yeah. That's, oh yeah it's very I common believe it, like yeah it's very it common a- yeah yeah, in one way it was good, but the other way, sure. I used to love an old brandy every, you know, couple of months, you know, just to sip on and kind of that, you know. But um, no, I had to, I had to give it up because I was taking digestive enzymes when I went out. I'd be taking digestive enzymes every two hours, you know. So I take two before I go, then I take two after t- two hours, and then if I went over the t- two hours, I take two more, you know. So you were basically taking four to six. A night because you take two when you come home as well. So you could be taking 
You could take six in a night, which is way, way too much. Like, yeah. Well, listen, guys, we 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 got to take a break in one in one second. But something you touched on there, Sarah, that I would like to actually mention on was like you mentioned depression there, and there has been a tendency in the past for some kind of well, quite a lot of um, healthcare professionals to kind of be like, "Oh, are you sure you're depressed? Do you want this yeah, this medication yeah. and that medication?" Yeah. And I'm not saying it doesn't. You may not need that, mm. but the point is, is that. Like feeling crap in your body affects your mood. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you're depressed, though. Well, yeah, I you may, to, you, I, you might be depressed. I went it to does, a it does, It's not an yeah. it's not an automatic thing that just no, because no, your mood is down. Yeah, yeah, it's secondary. But I went to a very good psychiatrist here in Limerick because my family started saying, "Oh, it's are you depressed or whatever, whatever?" And I said, "I'm not depressed." So just to keep him happy, I went to a psychiatrist and a very good one, and he knew about me, and he said to me. He said, Sarah, you're no more depressed than I am, right? He said, what you have is probably a, a little bit of secondary depression, which a lot of people get because they're fed up with this, that or the other, mm. right? And you're not able to do what you usually do. And he knew me. He knew how active I was. And he mm. said, Sarah, you're used to doing X, Y and Z. He says, and now you can't. He says, yeah. You know, it's, that's going to make anybody feel a bit upset. That's going like, to make anybody yeah. feel secondary depression, which yeah. is just fed up like. So he yeah. gave me a few pointers and stuff and... and uh, sent me on my merry way like you know so yeah. I could go back to my family and say no it's not actually depression yeah. in this case yeah. um, it's secondary depression yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to so that's, you know. that's definitely something for people I think to keep in mind it know. is very important to keep yeah. in mind yeah, yeah. now it is it, I think it's no harm to actually get a, an appointment with a psychiatrist just to eliminate that side of it even because yeah, I mean even counselling or therapy or whatever because like I've it's, done counselling yeah yeah me yeah. too like I've been to quite a few actually and um, oh, yeah. it's, it is important to, to it, sometimes we do need help to talk things out and to process things yeah. and there's yeah. no shame in that okay no because you to understand that and, and learn to live with the new restrictions in your life and I found that very difficult and I needed a lot of help with it and once I got to the stage where I could accept it all life changed again so that I could yeah. you know just be more comfortable in myself and more content and that's why I wrote the book as well because it's important to realize that you actually you know Sarah, you can, sorry to you can redesign you. sorry to cut across you but acceptance is a, a stage in grief oh, and yeah. when yeah. your life changes in a big way like that there is a grieving process that takes place and, and it is a process and you have to go through each step and do it as in a healthy way as you can and when, it, when yeah. you get to acceptance then and you, for me I kind of like I've said this before about how like you know I, 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 I don't really have the skill of altruism down I think there's some things that just aren't right and will never be right but if you you for me, with various things, when I once I realised, well, I can accept this has happened. I don't have to accept that it's okay, though. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's, no, that's yeah. important, I think. That's but, important. But listen, point. guys, we got to yeah. take a quick break. Okay. The book okay. is Fatigue, Sarah Ward. Check it out. We're going to be back in a minute, and I'm going to read a little bit of the forward for you. So uh, we'll be back with the Calm Projects podcast after this with Sarah Ward and myself, co-host Shane Kay, and. Co other co-host Chris Need. That's the Happy season a bit. Season a bit. The Calm Projects Culture, Arts, Nature and Wellness is an outreach project advocating that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and our environment. 
If you'd like to contact CAN Projects, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com and the link to our website is in the description. You can find the CAN Projects podcast at spreaker.com, Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of the other usual spots. And you're all very welcome back to the CAN Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, art, nature, and wellness. And I'm your co-host, Jane McKay. And I'm the other co-host, Chris Sneed. And we're here with very special guest, Sarah Ward. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Great. And we, 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 we're, we're doing our best. We've, we have a lot to cover. So I'm going to just launch straight into the forward here from Sarah's book, Fatigue, Sarah Ward. You can get that at the Book Deposit. Is that right? Uh, how do book I? Depository. Book Depository. Bookdepository.com. Or you'll also find it on Amazon. Uh, there's Kindle versions and there's also hard copy versions. And I highly recommend that anybody that finds this stuff kind of interesting to go and check that out. It's a great resource. So now let me pull up the old thing I wanted to read here. So this is in the forward of Sarah Ward's book. And um, it's, a, it's a quote from Declan Carroll from the Irish Emmy Trust, who I have to say, uh, where the Irish Emmy Trust was a group I reached out to about a year. Well, I was in contact before, but I was really kind of struggling a bit. Uh, and I reached out to them and found the support like great, you know, even just to link up with other patients and hear what ha people have to say it was a huge, huge eye opener just to realize that. I mean, there were a whole load of things that uh, that weren't on my radar that I realized, oh, that's me too. Oh, OK. You know, so I definitely encourage if people, um, you know, if, if, if it's if it, whether it's IMET or other things that are out there or if it's you just need to talk. I really recommend that reach out, okay? Whether it's to talk to a friend or somebody that you, that you, that is not going to try and tell you what to do, that they're just going to listen, I really recommend that that's, yeah. that's a good thing to do. So here's part of the forward from Sarah's book. This book helps to improve the care and management of people with MECFS on a daily basis. It provides an insight for their families and health professionals so that they can understand what it is like to live with a debilitating illness. Sarah has compiled a very enjoyable book. She explores the management strategies which she has worked, which have worked for her and others, so as to ease the burden of of ME on patients. Everyone should benefit from the tips and tricks provided in this uplifting publication. Self-care knowledge is good for all of us. And that's Declan Carroll from the Irish ME Trust. And I absolutely 100% agree with that. So let's get cracking. And Sarah, I'd like, I'd love to know. So when you were first, when you, when you got your diagnosis, like what kind of help was available? Yeah, the, the, there wasn't an awful lot of understanding about ME 20 years ago. Um, my doctor was very good and he did his best to kind of guide me and, and just tell me to take it easy and, and, and sleep. Um, when I got like overstimulated and I go into him and I'd be getting chest infections and stuff, he'd say, right, you gotta, you gotta slow it right down now and, and let your body heal. Um, so he did his, he did what he could to help me, but I mean, there wasn't a whole lot and people, you go to neurologists and they'd say, oh, you know. You know, just have fun with your child and, you know, get on with life and, and try not take it so seriously. And anybody who knows me, you know, knows that I'm not a 
I, I can be serious when I have to be serious, but otherwise I am, I am, um, you're, way light, you're a lighthearted person. I'm a lighthearted person. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I like to, and I loved when I, when I, before I had this, I used to go everywhere with my son when my husband worked an awful lot and he was away a bit. So I'd be with my son a lot and we'd play and kick ball and go on boat trips and all those kind of things. So I had no problem having fun. But the problem now was that. I couldn't have that fun. I couldn't do that fun without getting very unwell afterwards. Um, so nobody really understood. So I went um, a little further and I started looking into diet and pacing and what I could do for myself. So I went to alternative therapies, uh, I went to counseling um, to try and talk. Now, the first sessions of counseling. Um, we're good, but I think I think this. I went to another form of counselling where you just kind of look at how you live with this condition, right? A, guy, a girl called Louise, and she uh, she she's in the book. She actually has a feature in the book, and it's learning how to accept and live with this. I had a very big problem with not being able to. I used to walk every day for at least an hour with my husband in the evenings, we go off and it was our form of catching up and just, you know, connecting again after the day's work. Um, and it could be at eight o'clock at night, we go out and we bring Sam and uh, three of us will go off for a walk around the block and come back at nine o'clock and go to bed or whatever it was. Um, you know, and it was, it was, it was lovely to connect, you know, um, now that I couldn't do that, we missed it an awful lot. My husband missed it, do you know. Um, yeah, and so I think, Sarah, it is worth pointing out, and I know myself, like I, I, like any disability, like it affects your whole family. You oh, know? yeah. So, yeah, it affected my husband very badly. Yeah. Because yeah, he, missed, he missed me being the active skier, the active like, walking, going everywhere. He couldn't keep up with me, basically, because I just, I loved, I loved life, you know. And you still um, do, I'm sure. And I still do. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. I just, I just manage it. I break it down now into chunks, manageable chunks, um, and I rest an awful lot. So basically, I, I, I do, I do. Now it's, it's not. <laughs> it's about. I've lost about seventy five percent, to be honest, because um, all my activities, bar my walking, my small walks, are gone. You know. Um, well, I think I, Sarah, like you said, that's why like the acceptance thing is is so important. Huge, but huge. It, it does. It, there's a process involved in getting to there, and you do you kind of have to go through that process. But I think just having the more awareness we have of these things, the better cope, the better we'll be able to kind of manage and cope. And that's why I was really excited to have you on, Sarah, because you've done a real for me and a lot of. Uh, patients, you've done a, a, I would say, a great service to the community with this book and um, your contribution to the to the whole conversation. And we need more of this because, especially now in the wake of long COVID, um, yes, yes, you know, and you, you you need to you need to redesign things so that you you don't have too much of that that payback. You know, um, your battery goes low very quickly, so you need to kind of redesign and, and and now I have like hobbies that are are low maintenance like photography which is low maintenance a little or, bit of lo art low impact isn't that the other low way impact, low impact low impact yeah, yeah, yeah low yeah, impact yeah. and they're they're very relaxing and stuff 
Um, and you and need even, that. You really need that in your life oh, anyway. You do. But because you do. like you, you get these times where you're totally run down and your mood is not great, it's really important to have something that's going to motivate you and that you can, well, yeah, you can feel yeah. happy about. And positive and creative outlets is really good for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a necessity. And, and creativity was a godsend for me because it allowed me to just fill the day with different things um, in between the rests and stuff that would stimulate me a little bit but gently. Yeah, because if you don't do that uh, like that was one of the things for me Sarah that uh, I was really at a few points kind of missing like when I had to give up music and stuff like that because yeah. I, I was having problems to walk all of a sudden my, my regular go-to for a bit of a boost and a bit of a cheer up I couldn't do it anymore so yeah, yeah, like, you're, like yeah. you're kind of saying I had to find things that, that were going to be ha have less of an impact on my system yeah, you know, exactly, and, because yeah. that combats the, the loneliness and mm -hmm. the... Isolation the, you know, is such a huge Isolation and it, stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's very important because yeah. with that, you're managing your emotions, which is also go through in the book where you manage your emotions because you need to try and keep them on an even keel so you, you learn how to... There's very valuable energy-saving tips in the book, yeah. which you need to do when you're, you're trying to manage your fatigue. So that you can try and stay some way on an even keel and the, yeah, and the ups and pace downs. Yourself out. <laughs> yeah, pace yourself out. So the ups and downs aren't so rough, you know. It's like an ocean. You want the calm ocean. You don't want the, the waves going too high, you know. Mm, yeah, that's it. Okay, guys. So listen, that that's Sarah Ward. And again, the book is Fatigue. Uh, One Woman's Recipe for Living with ME, Chronic Fatigue and Improving Quality of Life. And you'll find that on the book, The Pro depository.com and Amazon and you'll get a Kindle version of that or you can get a hard copy of that as well and I highly recommend you check that out and I'd like to say to Sarah again thanks a million for coming on you're an absolute wonderful guest you're welcome lovely to be here yeah it was very enjoyable and yeah, you'll be back. Great. you're going to be back to help raise awareness in Emmy for in in May for Emmy Awareness Month, absolutely, and yeah. we'll be touching on Emmy as much as we can between. Well, we're going to cover it a lot in May and try and get some stuff organised between now and then. So everybody, um, as we like to say around here, if you can help each other, help us all. Okay, adios, adios. And the Can Project's email is canprojects.info at gmail.com. And you'll find a link to the Can Project's website in the description. All the best. Projects Culture, Arts, Nature and Wellness is an outreach project advocating that active engagement in positive and creative outlets is beneficial to our health and our environment. If you'd like to contact CAN Projects, you can email us at canprojects.info at gmail.com and the link to our website is in the description.
here at Can, we like to focus on open and inclusive dialogue and sometimes a bit of literature as well. So Chris, we're going to, we're, we're opening up a new chapter in the readings, the classic stories for Chris Needs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be starting on The Time Machine, which is a classic, classic H.G. Wells novel. It's a classic for a reason as well, because it's really, really good. I love it. It's been made into a film a few times and uh, sometimes musicals, audio dramas. Chris Snead, Classic Readings. <laughs>